0: It says, How sweet would be their children's fate if they, like them, could die for thee. Now, that's a different attitude than we've got today, isn't it? Now, we don't look at that, uh, giving our lives for Him to be something sweet. But, you know, that's, that's, what, uh, that's what Paul did. That's what Paul talked about, about the joys of, of suffering. And, and he wasn't afraid to die for Christ. And it was a joy, it was a, a privilege. To not only live for Christ, but to die for Christ. And uh, it says, uh, if they like them could die for thee how, how sweet would be their children's fate? Now, we look at it that way that uh, our children's fate would be sweet if they could live and die for Christ. You know, that, that, that certainly makes you think. All right, we'll, we'll do uh, one more. We'll do number uh, 88. That's a familiar one. I'm going that way. By faith, we can go that way.
1: I've heard of a land of joy and peace and wonderful light. A beautiful place of mansions fair and skies ever bright. Where all who believe the Savior, dear, forever shall stay. And having been saved by grace divine, I'm going that way. I'm going that way. And Jesus, the Savior I adore, is with me each day, I'm clinging to Him, and never to stray, Yes, singing His praise. As I onward go, that those who are still astray in sin, my Savior may know, I want them to sing his praise above some beautiful day, for glory to him who died for me, I'm going that way. Jesus, the Savior, I adore, is with me each day. I'm clinging to Him and never to stray. Yes, singing His praises all day long, I'm going that way. I know I shall meet him at the gate when trials are past. I know I shall meet him face to face in glory at last. And, oh, I believe that when we meet, well done, he will say, For trusting his so-redeeming love, I'm going that way, I'm going that way, I'm going that way, and Jesus the Savior I adore is with me each day. And never to stray, yes, singing his praises all day long, I'm going that way.
2: many of you know that you're going that way amen. amen i was going the wrong way but the lord turned me around and changed my direction and now i'm uh, headed in a different way it's not always the easy way uh that's right it's not always the uh the popular way but it's the best way amen, amen. the lord's way is the only way amen there's only one way can i get a witness tonight amen. and that's through jesus christ our savior it is good to see you this evening uh, on this Wednesday night, October the 18th, 2023, you say, Preacher, what does that mean? Well, that means it's my birthday, but it's also Jesse's birthday, right? Jesse and I share birthdays together. I'm not going to talk about his age, but um, yeah, yeah, whatever, bro. You didn't have to say that. But it wasn't too long ago that uh, I would have considered my age, uh, 45, Uh, to be an old man, but age is relative. And the older you get, um, old doesn't mean nearly as old as what it used to be. Say amen right there. Amen. Amen. But it is good to see you this evening, and I hope you've had a a good week. And uh, certainly we could all say we're blessed. And uh, if nothing else, uh, I'm blessed to be in the Lord's house tonight. Amen. Thankful for this opportunity. Can't think of a better way to celebrate my birthday then at the house of God with the people of God, Amen. Preaching the word of God, Amen. Can it get any better than that? Praise the Lord. So, I hope that um, hope that uh, that you get a blessing uh, because or through by way of tonight's service, and hope that the Lord will speak to all of our hearts before the service is over. I do want to, you know, say thank you to all those who made Pastor Appreciation and our birthdays and all of that a success. We had just a wonderful time this past Sunday night, and um, amen, I left here miserable uh, Sunday night, and if I'd, if I'd left any other way, uh, something would have been wrong, but uh, appreciate all the good food and just the good time of fellowship that we had together, and uh, so, so many of you have been kind, so very kind to us uh, and our family, and we thank you for that. Thank you for your kindness towards us, and uh, amen we need to appreciate each other amen, amen. Uh, it's important for certainly for the church to appreciate their pastor but it's also important for the pastor to appreciate the church and it works both ways so thank you so much for that uh, certainly the other uh, 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 primary announcement is uh, we've got the uh, the prayer meeting coming up this upcoming Saturday at 11 o'clock a.m at the uh, courthouse and uh, we're uh, going to especially dedicate this month's uh, prayer time to the nation of Israel so uh, amen we need to be praying for the peace uh, of Israel and uh, again we've talked a lot about that different things that are going on certainly the situation isn't getting any better Uh, amen but hey God's still in control of it and uh, but we need to pray for uh, God's chosen people so gather with us this upcoming Saturday at 11 on the courthouse steps here in Greene County any other announcements that need to be mentioned revival meeting next week revival meeting next week Greystone uh, Church um, uh, out in uh, what is that Camp Creek I guess that's Greystone community so out out next to the mountains so praise the Lord seven o'clock p.m. each night Brother guy Roberts will be uh, preaching I talked to him today actually as he called and him and Miss Wanda sang, happy birthday to me. and uh, But uh, they're excited about being back uh, in Greene County. So anybody that's able to go up there and support that meeting, it would certainly be well, well worth your time. Uh, you want to hear some good Bible preaching for sure. So be praying for that meeting. But uh, any other announcements tonight? Well, we need to continue to pray. Uh, certainly for uh, the nation of Israel and all that's going on there. Uh, pray for our own community as we've had a really crazy day here in Greenville. has had a uh, an inmate that was being transferred from one facility to, facility to another, and I believe he's considered high risk and very dangerous. Escaped somehow. Not sure how that happened, but we won't even discuss that. But if you've spent any time downtown, uh, especially down on uh, I guess that'd be the west side of town uh, uh, this afternoon. I mean, things have been hot and heavy. Uh, so pray that everybody'd be safe and that they'd bring this fellow back into, uh, um, amen, that they'd capture him, amen, uh, without anybody being hurt or harmed. Uh, so I know that's been going on. And uh, did you get to see LV today. He stopped by the store just as we were closing, had a good conversation with him. We really need to. Remember him in prayer. Talk to Miss Cheryl Davis today, and uh, we need to continue to pray for her also and her health. <clears throat> and I'm sure we've got many others that need to be prayed for, so uh, you can th- bring those to our attention tonight at this time if you'd like. Amen. Remember Miss Pat. Mark and Lisa Davis, others tonight, some from uh, Sunday, Freddie Owens, remember Eddie Bailey, Uh, remember Kayla Edwards, Uh, that's uh, your sister, is that right, how's things going there? Remember her in prayer. Uh also um continue to remember Matt y'all. remember Otis Melton in prayer. Um we need to pray for him. Uh any more updates on your preacher friend?
0: Okay.
2: Remember uh, Blake Rackley in prayer. Any other prayer requests tonight before we uh, gather around the altar? The Tommy Gray family. Remember this uh, uh, family of this gentleman that passed away? Somebody else tonight? Let's continue to remember our church. remember um, churches like faith, pray for our missionaries on the field. Um, amen, let's continue to remember our lost loved ones. Any, anyone have lost loved ones we need to remember in prayer uh, unspoken request as well. I'm thankful God knows and sees, Every need, the Bible says He knows what we need before we ever ask Him for it. And I'm thankful for that. Uh, amen. Pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. And uh, we, we have a lot to pray about. Uh, we got a lot of big mountains, but we got a, a, a bigger God. God's bigger than any of our mountains, any of our trials, any of our problems. And uh, I'm thankful that we may be wringing our hands and sweating it out and worrying about what's going to happen But God is fully in control, amen, and it's all, um, amen. He's got the whole world in his hands, and if he can uphold all things by the word of of his power, amen, he can take care of his people, and I believe he'll do that, don't you? Amen. All right, we'll gather around the altar. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. I certainly uh, uh, ask for your prayers tonight. William, you lead us in prayer, brother. Father, we do thank you, God, tonight for this and other privilege we have, uh, just to uh, gather in your house and in your name and with your people. And Father, Lord, I thank you, God, for everything you do for us and on our behalf. Lord, we're nothing without you and apart from you, God. uh, Your word says that our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. So God, I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, help us to be found faithful in all things whatsoever we do. Uh, God, help us to continue to uh, to weather the storm, having done all to stand, and Lord, trusting that your sufficient grace will be enough to see us through. God, forgive us for our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, God, for another year. Thank you, Lord, <coughs> Lord, just for. Uh, uh, Giving us another day, God, to get out of bed. And uh, Lord, just help us, Lord, to always be mindful of your blessings. And Lord, uh, you didn't say that it would be easy. Lord, you didn't say, Father, that there wouldn't be hardships. But God, you said that you'd be faithful. And God, as we look back over the course of our lives up to this moment tonight, we can say, Lord, that you have been faithful to us. So, God, we want to be faithful to you. And, uh, Lord, I just thank you tonight. God, help us to never take for granted any service that we have. God, any opportunity we have to uh, be in your house with your people, to worship with your saints. Uh, God, to hear the word, God, as it's declared faithfully to us. God, help me tonight to share your truth. God, I pray for every prayer request that was made known tonight. Those who were not mentioned, I pray. Uh, God, certainly for Pat, I pray for Mark and Lisa, I pray for Kayla Edwards, and Blake Rackley, uh, I pray for the Tommy Gray family, bless uh, this family. Lord, I pray for Israel, God, all those events that are happening around the world. God, I pray again that we don't allow these things, we don't understand them all. Lord, uh, many things, God, that uh, are beyond our ability to comprehend. Uh, but, Lord, I pray that it would uh, uh, help us to be anxious, Lord, and excited, Lord, about, uh, Lord, your soon coming. And, Father, Lord, I believe it's just another warning sign. And God, help us to not uh, let it go by and heed it or ignored, Father, but to, to uh, Lord, just to, to call, uh, let it develop an urgency, God, amongst us, Father, Lord, to, to, Lift up our heads, God, knowing that our redemption draweth nigh. Lord, we love you and we thank you we praise you. We commit, Lord, the service to thee. God, if there might be one that uh, watches or tunes in tonight, that's lost and does not know Christ as their Savior, may they be saved before it's too late. In Jesus' name we pray and ask all these things. the Lord tonight and uh, well I tell you I don't ever want to get to that place to where I forget what a blessing it is just to pray amen I mean knowing that we pray to God uh, uh, amen I'm not praying to some idol or some statue or to some uh, some mummy or some corpse that's buried in a, in a tomb somewhere but I serve a living Savior. Amen. He's seated at the right hand of the the throne of God, and uh, his current job is to make intercession on my behalf. And I don't believe there's ever a time, amen, when I pray uh, unto the Father uh, in the name of the Son, as long as, uh, amen, that uh, uh, my heart's clean, my hands are pure, my Amen. My life is right with the Lord to the best of my ability. I believe that he hears every prayer and he makes sure that my petitions uh, go directly before the throne of God on high. What a blessing that is to know that we serve a God that hears and answers our prayers. Amen. All right. Turn with me, if you will, to Jeremiah, chapter number 39. Jeremiah, chapter number 39. While you're turning, anybody have anything on their heart tonight they'd like to share before we preach? Well, tough luck. No, I'm just kidding. You mind the Lord. You know, there comes a point in time in life to where you actually start dreading your birthdays. Uh, I don't know if I've got to that point or not, but uh, amen, the older you get, uh, amen, Uh, the harder those birthdays are. Praise the Lord. I'm just glad I've got another one. (laughs) Amen. Uh, A birthday's a blessing, a reminder of God's faithfulness and His goodness to us. Anybody else before we preach tonight? Y'all pray for me, uh, Holly will tell you I'm a baby, a big baby. I can't stand pain. And yesterday I was uh, up, up, up in that box truck trying to pull the door down. And I usually pull it down with my right hand. But this time I was pulling it down with my left hand. And I had my, my right hand bracing in the track of the door. And boy, I pulled that thing out just as it was catching me. So it it, it got me could have been a whole lot worse but it was bad enough for me to whine a little bit amen and talk about how bad it hurt so amen and you'd think that holly and the girls would give me the attention i was looking for but they just made fun of me y'all believe that don't you that's right all right uh, jeremiah chapter 39 as we uh, began our study of this chapter last week and it's a day of reckoning a day of reckoning as, uh, again, this chapter records the actual time when all of the warnings and the, pro- the prophecies uh, that Jeremiah had been foretelling and all those things that had uh, gotten him in so much uh, trouble and hot water all his life and ministry, you know, they'd been making fun of him and ridiculing him and said, well, God would never do that to His chosen people or God would never allow those things to happen. Well, but when it was all said and done, the Lord made a believer out of all of them, and Jeremiah's prophecy came forth, uh, and it was fulfilled just exactly as he had uh, been saying it, that it would. We know that the final siege that resulted in the destruction of Jerusalem started in 588. Uh, scholars tell us that the day was actually January the 15th, 588, these Events are verified, not just biblically, but historically, amen. And then that siege lasted a total of two and a half years until finally on July eighteenth, five eighty-six, the walls of the city were penetrated and were breached by the Babylonians. And you think about that, two and a half years after all the prophesying, after all the warnings that God had given, uh, you know, God's people were certainly without excuse. The Lord had given them plenty of enough time uh, even before the, uh, uh, amen, the siege actually started, but yet still, uh, you know, especially when there was a time when Nebuchadnezzar withdrew his forces temporarily to deal with the threat of the Egyptians. And, uh, amen, Zedekiah thought that God was performing a miracle uh, just as he had done uh, when the Assyrians had surrounded the city during the days of Hezekiah. But the difference is Hezekiah was right with God. And Zedekiah wasn't. And, uh, amen, God's not going to bless a mess. Can I get a witness? He did, certainly did not do that. And the day of reckoning was at hand for Judah. And, uh, boy, we saw just what a tragedy that was. Not only that, uh, did Zedekiah suffer for his own sin, but uh, his children suffered. Uh, Zedekiah watched them s- as they were slain by the armies of Nebuchadnezzar right before his very eyes. And then uh, Nebuchadnezzar had the eyes of Zedekiah uh, poked out. Uh, Zedekiah, instead of surrendering, remember, Zedekiah did not surrender to the chastening hand of God, but he chose to rebel. Uh, amen. And, and uh, amen. when you try to withstand God, uh, you're going to lose, brother uh amen certainly that happened with jonah and it happened uh with zedekiah and anybody who ch- chooses to stub up on god and uh amen uh uh amen uh, you don't want to butt heads with god amen uh, i heard somebody tell me uh, they had a relative that used to put on a helmet and try to butt heads with a billy goat well that's about the most foolish thing i've ever heard of but uh, that's not nearly as foolish as trying to butt heads with the Lord amen because you're going to lose when you do that the Lord is a whole lot more stubborn than we are uh, amen uh, uh, amen you can hold out and hold on but he'll amen he'll uh uh amen he'll hold out on you and when it's all said and done he'll be standing um, um, amen when 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 you're facing judgment so we talked about that, but I really want us to give some, some time tonight. Uh, we mentioned it just in passing as we closed last week's study, but I want us to spend tonight's time, and it's a little bit uncomfortable because I'm a preacher. Amen. It'd be easy for you to say, well, he's just uh, taking up for himself. Well, hey, God's, God's men got to take up for themselves when they have to, praise the Lord. No, I'm not doing that. I'm just, giving, I'm just uh, sharing with you Scripture that's the, the beauty of preaching verse by verse and book by book and chapter by chapter. It keeps you from running, running rabbits and, uh, amen, uh, riding your own hobby horses, so to speak. But listen, we just got uh, to preach the whole counsel of God. And that's not always easy to do, but uh, I would be doing you a disservice and an injustice to skip over what might seem to us to be difficult or, um, amen, uncomfortable subjects, so to speak. So um, let's begin looking tonight at verse number 11 uh, of Jeremiah chapter number 31. The Bible says, Now Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, gave charge concerning Jeremiah to Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, saying, Take him and look well to him, and do him no harm. But do unto him even as he shall say unto thee, so Nebuzaradan, uh, the captain of the guard, sent, and Nebuchadnezzar, uh, Rabseres, and Nigel sherazer Rabsmag, Lord help me, and all the king of Babylon's princes, even they sent and took Jeremiah out of the court of the prison and committed him unto Gedaliah, the son of Hechem, uh, the son of Shaphan, that he should carry him home, so he dwelt among the people. Now the word of the Lord came into Jeremiah while he was shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Go and speak to Abedmelech the Ethiopian, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I'll bring my words upon this city for evil and not for good, and they shall be accomplished in that day before thee. But I will deliver thee in that day, saith the Lord, and thou shalt not be given into the hand of the men of whom thou art afraid. For I will surely deliver thee, and thou shalt not fall by the sword, but thy life shall be for a prey unto thee, because thou hast put thy trust in me, saith the Lord. Father in heaven, we love you tonight. Pray that your blessings uh, once again would be upon the reading of thy word. Uh, But Lord, I pray that you'd help us now as we preach to share these truths. Uh, God, just uh, faithfully, uh, God certainly not biasedly, the Lord, just as they are revealed to us through the Scripture, God, and uh, we can't ever go wrong by declaring thus saith the Lord. Help us to do that, uh, not through the flesh, but through the uh, uh, unction and the anointing of the Spirit of God tonight. Lord, forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, use us to be a conduit, in a mouthpiece, God, just to declare thy truth. on your word. Exalt your son by way of your humble servant. God will praise you tonight for what you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said. So again, verse 11 through 14, we find a special protection uh, that uh, not only does Nebuchadnezzar grant, but that, that the Lord grants Upon Jeremiah for uh, being faithful and being true, you know Jeremiah's life was hard. In fact, I challenge you to find another man in the Word of God who had a harder time, who had a tougher road to hoe, so to speak, than Jeremiah. I mean, you. I mean, he was the weeping prophet for a reason, and uh, the job that he was given, and and what he was commissioned, Amen. Before he was ever birthed out of his mother mother's womb. God had ordained him to be a prophet amen again we studied at the very beginning of uh, our, uh, this book how that uh, his family were uh, were priests not prophets and at first Jeremiah kind of bucked up and said it'd be a whole lot easier for me to be a priest uh, amen that it would be to be a prophet and not nearly as controversial dealing with the daily ministrations of the temple uh, but God wanted him to to, to to be a prophet, God ordained him to do that, and it wasn't popular. And he was viewed in a negative light. Um, the you know the people viewed him as being a troublemaker, and he was he was he was persecuted. He was uh, put in the stocks first of all, and amen. Uh, and then he was put uh, put into the prison. And there came a point in time to where he said. Uh, Uh, you know I'm done with this I'm not going to be a preacher anymore Uh, I'm not going to make any any more mention of his name because every time I do it gets me in trouble and every God called preacher can relate to this to a certain extent but when it was all said and done Jeremiah didn't have a a choice in the matter he had no other choice uh, but to keep on he said I just can't quit he said there's a fire shut up in my bones and and I, I just, uh, I can't help but, but share the things, uh, amen, that I've been called to do. And I believe that's, I've told you before, I had a, a, a uh, uh, and this, this man had been a long time pastor and preacher, Bible college teacher. He actually preached here, Russell Rice, many years ago during the revival meeting. But uh, we asked him, we college students asked him, how do we know if we're truly called? And he said, simply, if you stay at it. <laughs> And I believe there's something to be said uh, by that. But his job wasn't easy, but God still sustained him. And when Zedekiah's eyes had been gouged out, and when, all, when most of his, um, his critics and his accusers and his abusers, amen, those who had given him so hard of a time, they had been slain, uh, amen, and, and uh, God had withdrawn himself from the. Um, Jeremiah was still standing, and God had preserved him, and God had brought him, uh, amen. He didn't deliver him out of it, so to speak, but He brought him through it. And that's a promise we who are saved have. uh, If we'll just be faithful, if we'll just stand, God didn't tell tell us it'd be a bed of roses. Uh, He didn't say that our journey would be the easy way, amen, but it is the right way. It is the only way. It's the best way, God's way. is the best way and uh, God will sustain us. Do you believe that this evening? Uh, Amen. God sustained Paul. Uh, uh, Any of us, none of us have suffered like Paul suffered. Nobody in here can say that I've went through the things that Jesus himself went through for us and if it was good enough for him then it's good enough for us. We got to suffer for him just as he suffered for us. Amen. And uh, it should not surprise us. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as some, uh, Amen, as though some strange thing happened to you. Amen. But we should rejoice and consider it an honor that we are worthy to suffer for Him and on His behalf as He suffered for us. But what God did tell you or promise us, the one promise we can hold on to is that he will sustain us he will provide for us and he'll preserve his people amen you say preacher do you believe in the perseverance of the saints i do but i believe in the preservation of the saints i believe that i i'll persevere in my faith and i'll endure as a christian because uh, amen i'm being preserved in the hand uh, 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 of my savior amen Uh, That's right. Paul said that he'll preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. If God will do that for Paul, he'll do that for us. So God protected Jeremiah. Amen. You say, Preacher, why did he do that? Why did God protect him? Why did God provide for him? Why did God sustain him? Simply because the favor of God was upon his life. Just like Joseph uh, in the Old Testament. Man, if anybody suffered, it was Joseph. Man, if anybody got a raw deal, talk about mistreatments, uh, unfairnesses, and un- injustices. Amen. I I can't find too many people in the Word of God who suffered uh, any more than Joseph did. But you know, through it all, God's favor was on his life. Amen. And the Lord was with him. Uh, amen. And, and 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 Joseph was able to see that. And instead of being a trickster and a manipulator of his circumstances. He trusted the Lord through it all, and when it was all said and done, amen, he was able to say to his brothers, the very ones who started it all, he said, ye meant it as evil against me, but the Lord meant it unto good. What a lesson and what an example for us. Uh, and if God did that for Jeremiah, I believe he'll do it for us too. These are not easy days we're living in. Uh, amen. And I'm afraid we got harder ones down the road. Uh, amen. We're just kind of in the out, in the outward bands of the storm, so to speak. And if we're already quitting now, we're probably not going to make it. Uh, But, amen, God will be faithful to us. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful for the Lord? There is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. And I'm thankful for that promise. Well, there's a reunion. uh, Verse number 14, that he should carry him home. So he dwelt amongst the people. So in essence, God gave Jeremiah a reunion with his family. He allowed him to be carried home with his people. Well, now that, this is not the interpretation, but I do believe we can make an application that one of these days God's going to carry us home as well. Do you believe that tonight? And one of these days there's going to be a reunion. Uh, that's something we have to look forward to. That's something that keeps us going, knowing that, amen, that this life for the believer is, amen, the worst it's going to get for us, amen. I've got brighter days ahead. I mean, there's a sun coming up on the horizon, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning, amen. The best is yet to come for the people of God. There is a glad reunion day, and that's what keeps us going, uh, looking for that blessed hope. Uh, One of these days, just as God carried Jeremiah home so that he might dwell among his people, so also God is going to carry us home that we might dwell with the Lord and be continually among our people as well. And can I say tonight that God's people is my kind of people, right? Amen. Praise God. The kind of people I uh, fit in with and feel comfortable around is the people of God. All right, now there's a vindication, and this is where I really want to get to quickly tonight. And we'll share a few things, and then we'll we'll go to the house. Verse number 15 through 18, Now the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah while he was shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Go and speak to Bedmalek the Ethiopian, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I'll bring my words upon this city for evil and not for good, and they shall be accomplished in that day before thee but I will deliver thee in that day saith the Lord and thou shalt not be given into the hand of the men whom thou art afraid for I'll surely deliver thee and thou shalt not by- fall by the sword but thy life shall be for a prey unto thee because thou hast put thy trust in me saith the Lord now remember melek the Ethiopian a black man uh, amen he, uh, he was willing to go to bat for Jeremiah he was willing to stand by Jeremiah. He was willing to help Jeremiah when nobody else would. And he's the one that was willing to take what he had, and he had those old rotten bands and those cords, and he lowered them down into that uh, what really amounted to a septic tank where Jeremiah was wallowing around in the mulch and the mire. Amen. And, and uh, abed melek took, took those old rotten cords and he lowered them down, and, and he used what he had. God took what He had, He he, he gave what He had to the Lord, and God used those old rotten bands to deliver God's man up out of the pit. Isn't that wonderful? And uh, He did that even though it was dangerous. He was taking a risk by standing with the man of God. Well, uh, I just want to say to you tonight that there is, and again, this is a little awkward for me being a preacher, but I'm going to share it with you anyway because it's what the Bible says. I believe there's a special blessing in store for those who favorably treat and are respectful to the man of God. Is that good preaching tonight? Do you agree with that? Can I give you some scripture this evening? And again, this way, that way you can't get mad at me. But you, I mean, if you've you got a problem, you take it up with the Lord. Take it up with the Holy Ghost. He's the one that, that inspired it. Amen. That's right. Psalm 105, 15, Touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. 1 Samuel 24, 6, And he said unto his men, David, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch forth mine hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. 1 Samuel 26, 6, 11, The second time, uh, amen, David had an opportunity to slay Saul. Saul was uh, outside the will of God, amen. He had lost the favor of God. The Lord had rent the kingdom away from Saul. And here David had an opportunity to manipulate and to take matters into his own hands, but he still refrained himself. Um, amen. 1 Samuel 26, 6, Then answered David, and he said to Himelech the Hittite, and to Abishai the son of Zariah, the brother of Joab, saying, Who will go down with me to Saul to the camp? And Abishai said, I'll go down with thee. Uh, Abishai was another one that was always standing with the man of God. Amen. Uh, so David and Abishai came to the people by night and behold Saul lay sleeping within the trench and his spear stuck in the ground at his bolster and but Abner and the people lay round about him then said Abishai to David God hath delivered thine enemy into thine hand this day now therefore let me just give me a chance amen Uh, and and uh, I'll never forget when that old uh, oh what was his name that Was throwing rocks at David on his way out. Shimei was throwing rocks at David on his way out of the city. David was lowering a snake's belly. His own son had betrayed him. And amen. One of Saul's lineage, old Shimei, made matters worse. He was up there cussing David and throwing rocks at him. And oh, I believe it was Abishai that said, You just give me one chance and I'll make sausage out of that fool. But David said, No. Uh, It may be that this is, uh, amen, God bringing judgment upon me over my sins, so leave him alone. And we see the character of David being betrayed there. But, oh, Abishai, amen, he stood stood by his friend, amen, and he stood with the man of God, uh, and uh, he said, Just let me at him, and I'll smite him with the spear even to the earth at once, and I'll not smite him the second time. But David said to Abishai, Destroy him not, for who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? David said, Furthermore, as the Lord liveth, the Lord shall smite him, or as his day shall come to die, or he shall descend into battle and perish. And we know that's what eventually happened. But the Lord forbid that I should stretch forth mine hand against the Lord's anointed. Amen. Now, let me say this. This does not give... uh, God's man, God's preacher, God's pastor, a free pass when it comes to accountability. Uh, amen. Uh, listen, I may be a man of God, but I'm not God. I am I'm, I'm a man. And any preacher, any pastor, uh, amen, needs to be held accountable. Right? And, I, and I've said it before, and I got in trouble saying it, but it's just the truth. A man without accountability, any man without accountability is a monster. That's right. Uh, But uh, the Bible has a lot to say about this thing of of being respectful to the man of God. And I believe God will bless a person uh, who blesses God's man. Can I say that tonight? I believe God will bless a man uh, or a woman. Uh, Can I say this? I believe God will bless a church who takes care of God's man. That's right. Hebrews 13, 7, Obey them, that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. You know one of these days I'm going to stand before God as it relates to my dealings with my my sheep. As a shepherd, amen, uh, I'm accountable unto God for you. Uh, <laughs> I had somebody one time tell me, Preacher, I don't answer to you. Well, I, I, I'd say... Biblically speaking, I've got Scripture that would contradict that. Now, I would say to you that before you answer to me, you, you answer to God. Amen? That's right. Now, I've known a lot of... Listen, I, I, the preacher's not God, but I've known some preachers who thought they were. That's good preachers. Right? My word is not equal to God's word. Right? So understand where I'm coming from. Uh, amen? A, a man of God needs to... Stay in his place, uh, Amen. Uh, and uh, uh, he he needs to he needs to be good to his sheep, uh, Amen. And and not lord over the flock that God has made him an overseer of. But First Timothy five seventeen eighteen, uh, and this is where I'm really going to get in trouble. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. For the Scripture said, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the labor is worthy of his reward. And it's the church's responsibility as they are able to take care of God's man. Good preaching. I'll never forget David Davis has said it uh, many times, and this church took a step of faith shortly after I became your pastor. And he always said this, he said, Our pastor is our first missionary. And I appreciate him for saying that. And yes, it's a delicate subject to preach on, uh, amen, but I, but let me just share a couple of things with you tonight, get out of the way and then you can get mad at me and move on and we'll all still be friends, hallelujah. Uh, but again, listen tonight, uh, in these last few verses of Jeremiah 39, we find how that a special blessing is given unto Abed- uh, Abedmelech the Ethiopian because he stood with, he took care of, He helped and he supported God's man, even when it was an unpopular thing for him to do. Amen. Yeah, that's that's the way I was raised. That's the way I was taught. My granddaddy used to teach me that way. And and, uh, amen, uh, amen. Be respectful to the man of God. And Jeremiah in his day was probably the most unpopular man in all of Judah because he was viewed as a culprit, a troublemaker, and was being blamed and accused for many of the problems of his day. Well, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Amen. I, I believe in our day, a true man of God will not be popular. Amen. Uh, and even when it was unpopular for him to do so, Abedmelech, the Ethiopian, still chose to support, uh, help, and uplift God's man. And when it was all said and done, the Lord dealt favorably with Melek. Because he dealt favorably with the man of God. Is that true? Yeah. See, part of, part of whether or not the Lord, the blessing and full favor of God rests in and upon our lives depends upon how we treat and whether or not we deal favorably and respectfully with the man of God. Barry Rackley, uh, of course, is, you know, I've always regarded him as one of my favorite preachers. And uh, he's helped me several times several serious times throughout my ministry including here recently when I was going through the valley but he said that the quickest way to get out of sorts with God is to get out of sorts with God's man and after 16 and almost 17 years of pastoring I would say I'm in agreement with him and over the course of my ministry I've seen that when people begin to fall away from the Lord and when they begin to get out of fellowship with God one of the first things that happens And one of the first signs of it is that they almost always begin to have problems with the preacher. And the reason for this, now listen, church, I'm not equal to God, right? But I am a representative of His. Amen. And in one sense, and again, I want to be careful how I say this, but how a person treats the preacher, the man of God, is a reflection on his or her disposition towards the Lord. You ain't going to hear that many times today. Let me just tell you. Kind of like an ambassador that is sent to a, a country. We've had, because of all the trouble going on in the Middle East, we've had ambassadors going to these different nations. And they are representatives of, first and foremost, the United States. But secondly, they're representatives of the president. Now, when, what, what, what would happen, uh, amen, uh, uh, if uh, one of these ambassadors is mistreated or disrespected, uh, that is viewed as being a mistreatment of the president. It is viewed as being a, a mistreatment or disrespect towards the United States as a whole. Amen. And I believe that, uh, and the reason for this, it's not because who they are, but it's who they represent. And I believe God expects His people to be respectful towards His men. And I believe the Lord expects His ordained men to be treated as though they are representatives of the Lord. Mm. Now, again, it's not that the preacher is equal to God, but it's because the preacher represents the Lord. Amen. We're ambassadors of His. And can I just say this? Now I'm getting ready to bring it all forth I'm not just picking on people. I'm going to pick on a preacher here in a minute too. Uh, so you'll, you, you just bear with me for a moment. I want to say today that the office of a preacher, a pastor, and a missionary, and an evangelist has been greatly diminished and devalued in our world. Used to, and in previous generations, preachers were upheld. They were extolled and they were considered to be amongst the highest members of society. They were viewed in the same light as a doctor, a lawyer, or even a political leader. That doesn't mean that the preacher's better than anybody else. I'm just talking about a a general uh, and a cultural respect and honor for the office of a bishop. Uh, In bygone days, not just anybody could be a preacher. Right, but men of God were held to a high standard, and were expected to go through training, and and even uh, expected to be educated in order to hold a clergy office. Now, I'm not sitting here saying a man has to have a degree, because I've known a, a lot of people with deg- with doctorates beside their name, uh, amen. That were that wasn't anointed by God. I'd rather have somebody that that couldn't read, uh, amen, and wasn't necessarily the most. Uh, eloquent speaker and and wasn't the most educated uh, person in doctrine and theology, but yet they had the touch of God on their life. That's what I want. But yet I'm just saying, nowadays and in some circles, all you have to do is go uh, online and order a certificate of ordination and you're as bona fide as any other man. Right? This is true. Amen. I even know somebody that that says they're ordained and their ordination is based upon something they got off the internet. Lord have mercy, I'm just hurting a problem rather than helping it. Amen. See, but also in previous generations, men of God were held to a higher standard of dress. And they were expected to behave and conduct themselves in certain ways that were considered worthy of the office that they held. Anybody know what the man of God's talking about tonight? And I'll be honest with you, I can remember. Now, I, I can't remember as far back as some as you older folk, amen. Just because I, I, I'm a little older, I'm still not old, amen. Some, I'm older. Some of you all are just plain old. Can I get a witness tonight? And you say, how do you know? Because some of you fall asleep when I'm preaching. Amen. But Listen. I remember when it was considered taboo for a preacher to eat in a restaurant or shop in a grocery store that sold alcohol. I mean, it was looked down on. And nowadays it's normal, right? Now, I'm not preaching against it because uh, I, I like Mexico. Hallelujah. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to give you evidence of how that the position of a preacher and a pastor has been devalued and diminished in our society. They'll let anybody and everybody stand behind the pulpit. Uh, amen. Regardless of their gender. yeah, man. Uh, they may not even know whether they're a man or a woman and they'll let them stand behind the pulpit. Right? They, uh, you know, as long as they give some kind of speech, story, or pep talk uh, all in the name of a sermon, it doesn't matter whether or not they know anything about the Word of God or whether they even believe the Bible, they'll let them preach. As long as they look good, dress good, and talk in a way that makes people feel good about themselves, they'll get be given a pass with flying colors. I never knew that um, good looks were a quality uh, of being a preacher. Amen. If so, I'd have failed miserably. Holly, you better not say a word. See, today there are very little, if any, standards for morality or ethics. For a preacher, and people will turn a blind eye and a deaf ear to what amounts to public and blatant sin in favor of charisma, talent, ability, and the gift of gab. Yeah. Part of this, now, let's go to the other side of things. Well, I preached at you, now let me preach at myself. And, and, uh, and my peers for a minute. Part of this is because we preachers and we men of God has lowered the standard of expectation amongst ourselves. Right? Uh, we don't... Uh, hold ourselves to a high standard anymore. And instead of standing out, being separate, and conducting ourselves in a different way than the average Joes of society, we conduct and present ourselves in a way that is comfortable and conforms to the culture of society, whether it be in our behavior, our appearance, our dress, and our overall demeanor. And instead of looking, acting, and talking like a preacher, we want to look cool, we want to act cool, we want to talk cool, and we want to dress cool and just fit in with everybody else. You tell me when it became uh, the norm for a preacher to look like a rock star or a Hulk Hogan. Amen? Uh, or, 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 Or look more like a female than he does a male.
1: Oh yeah, I,
2: I, I tell you what, you know, <laughs> that's always why I've liked preaching at United, Because y'all want to hear the truth. That ain't this. This I'd be kicked out of, of most churches in Greenville for saying the things I'm saying tonight. Amen. Wearing her skinny jeans, praise God, or her Bermuda shorts from the pulpit, preaching in flip flops, Hallelujah. Oh my! You know what? Ephesians four, 4 one says. We're to work. He said, as a prisoner of the Lord, Paul said that, that, that we're to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we're called. Now, can I say this? I'm not worthy of my vocation. But I ought to walk worthy. I ought to do my best to present myself, amen, as a, uh, as a representative. Every God called man of God is a representative of the Lord Himself. Huh? Huh? Right. See, and what happens is because society lowers the standard, we want to lower the standard. And I want to hold myself to the standard of other preachers. And I want to justify what I do as being okay because everybody else is doing it. We need to, we need to, we need to raise the bar a little bit in the pulpit. Amen? And the bottom line is, if we're not willing to live up to the standard, maybe we just need to get out of the pulpit. Amen? because we're doing a disservice and a dishonor to the one that's called us to preach. See, we preachers and pastors can't expect people to treat us with respect, honor, and dignity if we're not willing to walk worthy of our vocation and our calling. But I say all this to say that God expects His people to treat His men with honor, respect, and as if we are ambassadors of the Lord, but He also expects His men to conduct ourselves and to present and portray ourselves in a way that represents the Lord in an honorable and respectful way. Do you know that used to, man of God walked in, it, things would get tight and uncomfortable. Hey Amen. Well, wow. Well, we better we better we better quit telling the dirty jokes because the preacher's here. Now the preacher will just join in with, with the rest of the crowd. Hey Amen. Uh, used to, you could you, you, know, used to you could tell tell a preacher. Out in public by the way he dressed, by the way he talked, and by the boldness of his witness. Was it not uh, Miss Dorothy Barms' dad that was a, that was a pastor, a long-time pastor of this community, and he was known for just embarrassing you right in public? I mean boldness. Be in the grocery store. See you on the other side of the store and say, Hey, when are you going to get saved? Now, I'm I'm being serious. Now, my grandma had a little bit of that in her. We'd be at the line, oh, Lord, there she's going to... I mean, she'd she'd, she'd ask you if you're saved. Amen. That's what we ought to do. Where have we gone off the rails, folks? Amen. And it's not just God's men, but it's God's people in general. Amen. We, we We have been conditioned... By secular and religious society together, amen, to think that in order to win the world, we've got to be like the world. And that we got to conform ourselves to the world. Amen. Well, we got we we don't want to we don't want them we want them to feel comfortable. Amen. I, I think if sinners come to this place and feel comfortable, especially when I preach, we got a problem. Amen. But that's what it's all about. Make them feel comfortable so they'll fit in. No friend, we got to we got to we got to hold the line. Get back lift the standard back up to where it used to be. Amen. And be different and be separate and take a stand so we can make a difference in the life. All right, I'll give you this and I'm done. Amen. You know many churches today don't have pastors. That's sad, isn't it? You would be amazed at how many churches all across East Tennessee don't have pastors. Amen. The harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest, He might send for laborers in the harvest. Now, let me take it a step further. Many churches don't want a pastor. Many churches are content not having a pastor. Or if they do have a, quote, pastor, what he really is is a puppet amen uh, <laughs> and there's a difference between a pastor and a puppet amen I've been around some pastors in my life amen that't you know what that means that means that they're not called to be my buddy or my best friend. They're, they're willing to stand behind the pulpit and rebuke my sin publicly but also tenderly confront me over my sin privately. Boy, try that today and see what happens. You're going to get tarred, tarred, feathered, and run out on a rail. How dare you go to meddling? Preachers are called to meddle. A man of God ought to rock the boat sometimes and ruffle feathers. Amen. If I ain't ruffling your feathers, I ain't doing my job. See, a lot of churches don't have pastors, but a lot of churches don't want a pastor. What they want is a club, a social club, a clique or just some, uh, amen, uh, some informal gathering where we just do whatever we want to do. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not into programmed worship, but I do believe in organized worship because the Bible says, let all things be done decently and order. I believe in accountability. Uh, I believe people's accountab- accountable to the pastor, the pastor's accountable to the people. Say, so, preacher, how in the world does that work? Well, it just does. Amen. Accountability. Many churches, if uh, I if I, ain't, if, I ain't, if I have not, amen, sealed my faith so far. Let me do it now. Many churches don't want to pay a pastor. Now let me let me qualify that by saying I'm talking about many churches that are able to pay a pastor, but they don't want to pay a pastor. Now Paul was willing to be a tent maker. Amen, because he knew that that, that the people he was accountable to, that they were poor. Amen, and they could not afford to pay him. Right? Uh, A man that that is in it for the money ain't fit to preach or pastor. Uh, Amen, if my willingness to pastor this church or to be a preacher of God's Word is dependent upon my paycheck, I need to get out of the pulpit because I'm a disgrace to my calling man but i know a lot of churches that 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 their bank account is about to bust because of all the money that's in it but yet they're starving the man of god out and aren't willing to take care of him. god won't bless that mess right he will not bless that because i gave you scripture earlier that says that the man of God's worthy of double honor, especially those that are true to
1: doctrine.
2: Amen. <laughs> Many preachers want to preach but aren't willing to pastor. Amen. Now, nah, brother, you do, that's on you. I, 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 can I tell you, if that's the case, you're a lot smarter than I am. Because <laughs> know, I, I, listen, a lot of that has to do with what I'm talking about tonight. Amen? You want to get you, let me tell you something. You want to get you want to get in a you want to get in a den of snakes just pastor for a little while. There's a lot of <laughs> oh, oh boy, we're having fun tonight. Hey, there's a lot of pastors' lives that's been ruined by church members. That's like that's treated them like the devil. A lot of pastors' families that have been ruined because of the way they've been treated by so-called Christians. Amen? So, I understand this idea. You know, that you say, Preacher, what's the easiest part of your job? Preaching. I love to preach, man. This is my oasis. Nuclear war could be breaking out, but I'm going to preach and I'm going to have a time doing it. Amen? But that's not the hard part of pastoring. The hard part of pastoring is putting up with people. (laughs) But hey, Jesus was willing to put up with me, so I got to be willing to put up with you. Amen? But I'm just telling you tonight that many churches don't have pastors, amen, that problem's going to get worse. Amen? A lot of churches are going to have to shut their door, doors because there's more churches than there are pastors. And every church needs a pastor. Amen. A church without a... You say, you say, preacher, why is that? Because God is the one who ordained the office of a bishop. Amen. Churches need pastors. Churches also need deacons. Amen? It's a biblical office. And my experience as a pastor, I've been blessed with good deacons. Amen? Now, I know there's some, uh, some mean deacons, and there's some mean deacons wives. Is that right, Ellen? Hallelujah. Praise. <laughs> She's a mean Sunday school teacher before she ever was. Hey, listen. But I'm telling you, I was blessed to have good deacons who advised me and who loved me and who took care of me. And who was willing to tell me what how much of an idiot I was when I need, needed them to do so. And any church is only as good as its leadership. By the way, Christ is the head of the church. But the pastor is the under-shepherd. Amen. And uh, we need to pray that God would provide strong leadership at this church as well as other churches. Amen. I believe one of the reasons the, the devil has attacked this church is because of an absence of of strong, Bible leadership. Amen The Ken Bailey's and the David Davis and the Pee Wee Barnes and Howard Thompson's and the Tom Jackson's. Crazy as he was, I loved him dearly. I miss him. Bill Bryson's. Howard Elliott's. Man, those were good men. You don't realize what you have until you don't have it. Amen. We need leadership. We need strong leaders. Amen. Because churches are in trouble. Do you realize that? How many local... I'm talking about churches that have traditionally been strong, solid. Churches that people say, that there's no chance they'd ever shut their doors. They're in danger. They're vulnerable right now. And most of it can be traced back to a lack of leadership. A lot of churches don't have pastors. Many churches don't want pastors. Many churches that are able don't want to pay their pastor. And many preachers want to preach but have no desire to pastor. Of course, you got to be called. Amen? Amen. Nobody takes this office into himself. Amen. But we just need to pray for the local church because the local church is in a mess. Now, uh, the gates of hell aren't going to prevail against it. Amen. But I'm telling you, the church is sick. The American, the church of America is sick. Amen. It is. And um, by the way, I'm I'm pro-local church. You won't hear me... Talk negatively about about the church, Amen. You know, this, these people say, I, "I I love Jesus and I I'm a Christian, but I hate the church." You, you got a bad you got a bad batch of marijuana, son. Amen. That's right. Jesus and His church are inseparable. If you love Christ, you will love His church. Amen. And the work of God is to be done first and foremost through. The local church. So when somebody starts starts bashing the bashing the church, that's a red flag to me. You better mark that person if he's if all if he spends more time bashing the church than he does preaching the word, mark him and avoid him. Because he's a hireling. Let's all stand tonight. I'm gonna quit for it. I mean I've already done enough damage tonight. Praise God. Amen. You love me tonight? I love the Lord and I love His Word. And I'm thankful that God gives instructions for His people. Father in heaven, I love you. I thank you, Lord, for liberty to preach.